just logged in? Yeah, I was I was on the phone and I just I just sat down with my coffee right now and got my book and my pen ready and I realized I should log in. Yeah, my help. Yeah, I'm in there. I see you guys, Mr. Merv and Peace from Australia. Good to see you, brothers. Yes, two, four, and five. Brother David Kennedy. Dave says there were no questions. Okay. Thanks, David, for keeping an eye out on it for me, brother. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, always good to have a backup. Always good to have a backup. But anyway, um, brother Chad, rem- uh, remember all the all of our downloaders that we know when you open us in a word of prayer, and brother Merv's can folks that that has the cancer, the bladder business. Remember them when you pray as well, and. Please don't forget the unspoken request for my daughter as well, okay? Yeah. You will go ahead and open us in a word of prayer. Okay. Heavenly Father, we come to you in, uh, with all humble heart tonight, Lord. And we thank you for the ability to assemble in your precious name, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. We come to you, Lord, that you might edify us and, and uh, lift our pastor up, that he be able to teach according to the Holy Spirit, Lord and that we have the ears to hear, and that we be edified, and we learn from the Holy Spirit within us, Lord. We learn those things that you need us to learn, Lord. And uh, we, pray for, we pray for our brother Merv, Lord, over there in, uh, across the pond, that uh, he be edified, Lord, and that his, uh, he be given the, the, uh, the strength and the power of prophecy, Lord, that he be able to, to preach your word and uh, bring comfort and salvation according to the Holy Spirit where you feel that it's needed, Lord. And that you uh, make him strong, make him a make him a beacon, beacon on the hill, Lord, for your purpose. And same with our brother Pete down in Australia, as he works with his with his uh, acquaintance down there in uh, Howard. Howard, that's right, Howard uh, Stinzel. That's correct. Now I remember that uh, you uh, bring him bring him into your fold into your fold with us as well, Lord. That he become a member of the body, and that we be able to rejoice. Uh, according to your will, Lord. And also we pray for uh, our Pastor Don um, and his. we pray for his daughter, Cammy, Lord. It's an unspoken request, Lord, and you know what's, you know what's on, on, uh, on her heart and, and what her needs are, Lord. And we ask that uh, you do what needs to be done there, Lord, and that uh, you make it uh, clear. Um, she's, she's a good Christian girl, Lord. She's a good Christian woman, and, and uh, she's... She's on all of our minds, Lord. She's our pastor's daughter, and uh, she's your daughter, Lord, which is, you know, even more so. Everyone in you, Lord, is our family. And we say, uh, we say prayers for all of those that are downloaders, that are, that are in your body, Lord, that are our brothers and our sisters, Lord. Um, our brother out there in, in Vancouver, Brother Joe and Brother Sergio, Brother Tony Adams, Brother David Hummel, um, there's that young guy Cole out there somewhere, Lord. I, I've been praying for him off and on, and right now I just popped into my mind, Lord. If there's any uh, any any unspoken request that he needs taken care of, Lord, deliver that to him according to your will, Lord. Um, so we love you, Lord, and we thank you for your precious blood, Lord. Thank you for sealing us until that day of redemption when you come. So even even so, come, Lord Jesus. We pray things are getting. Uh, little bit crazy down here, Lord, but nothing that you're not aware of. So give us the eyes to see and the ears to hear, and uh, till that day come, Lord, we love you, 
And we pray in your precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Okay, folks, when we were in, in Ezekiel, we started out, and I showed you all the context of the day of the Lord, where it talks about the dark and gloomy day, and it gave you the same wordings used throughout the prophets, both minor and major prophets, which are the minor prophets, Amos, Amos, oh, excuse me, Amos, and uh, Micah, Obadiah, those are examples of the minor prophets where Jeremiah, Isaiah, and Ezekiel are considered major prophets. So, and but whenever they make, whenever they're prophesying about a specific incident, you'll notice the wording is the same. Anytime it says that this is the day of the Lord, the context, wherever you see the day of the Lord, again, that's the context of what it's talking about. Because the day of the Lord, it, it throughout the scriptures, explains what kind of day that is. It's not a 24-hour period. It's over a span of years. And there's a lot of stuff takes place during that time period of the day of the Lord. Matter of fact, it goes out on into eternity. It's an eternal day, actually, if you really want to get technical about it. But um, you'll see instances where things, well, I've read that before. And you, you you think, well, where have I seen this before as you're reading through the Bible? Well, the facts are you've seen it in another prophet because he's prophesying about the same period of time, but he may be giving you some different incidents that happened during that period of time. More thing goes on than just what one thing. It's not one, two, three, four, five, and all these five things are all that happens. There's a bunch of different things that happen, and you have to put them together. But they all come under the heading, the day of the Lord. Is that understandable to everybody? You got that. You understand that. That's I've got that. Oh, we do have a question for you, uh, Pastor. Yeah. There's a question. Guest 5 would like to know if you think it's good to read William Shakespeare. Do I think it's, do I think if it's good to read William Shakespeare? Yeah, that's the question. Um, that's between you and the Lord. I mean, I love poetry myself. I used to be big time when, as a matter of fact, I made A pluses in in poetry and literature in high school. Okay, I mean I love poetry. John Mansfield was my favorite poet, as far as that goes. He's more of a modern day poet, was one of the old timers like Shakespeare. But um, I've read a little Shakespeare, but I don't know where it would be a sin not to read him. I mean, he probably quotes more scripture. It sounds more scriptural than any of the other prophets. I know about all the conspiracy theories, how there was no William Shakespeare, how it was uh, Francis Bacon. I know all, I've, I've read all that stuff, okay? So it, and it's not like it, nobody's going to pull a fast one on me and come up with this idea, oh, really it was somebody else. I've done read all the pros and cons on it. And I believe there was a real William Shakespeare. I don't believe Sir Francis Bacon wrote the Bible. I don't believe William Shakespeare wrote the Bible, okay? None of that BS. Anytime you hear somebody coming across with stuff like that, they're not trying to justify the Word of God. They're trying to tear down the Word of God. There's an agenda behind it. You look deep enough, you'll always find it. Every single time, no holds barred. I mean, that's the way it is. Every time. Every time. So according to... um I know you haven't read a lot of it, but do you think that there is good wisdom in in his writings? Because he, you know, yeah, his. Of course I do. Yeah, of course I do. We've degenerate. 
Compare compare William Shakespeare to some something some idiot writes today. What do you think? Yeah, amen. Because uh, today William Shakespeare was were they they were plays. They were the movies of the day. Right. So compare that to Hollywood today. There's your answer, I guess. Yeah. William Shakespeare made a comment: "The whole world's a stage." Amen. That's a quote from William Shakespeare, and that's not scripture, but that's just as scriptural as it can be. Because that's exactly what it is. All the major plots that's ever been penned by man are in the Word of God. I've told you all that ad nauseum. All the major plots are in the Word of God. All of them. I wonder why it's that way. See, that's where they somebody run across that. That oh, oh that's because William Shakespeare wrote the Bible. Crazy junk like that. No, not at all. It's because God's got a program going on here, and He uses. There's different. I've used it as illustrations when I've when I've been when I've been teaching you guys how He'll move one person here. There's a, well, there's two. There's main actors in the play. You got the two seed lines, and then you got the people on the side. You got the leaders on both sides. You got their people under them, they're the, the foot soldiers for them. I mean, you can lay it all out like that. The world is a stage. And God's in control of his part, and the adversary is taking, is doing his part. But the, the adversary has a leash on. And, it's, and everything that's done, the whole purpose, real quick, Brother Chad, turn to <laughs> Revelation chapter 4, okay? Sure. Verse 11. Everything that we study, everything that goes on on this plane, this enclosed environment we live in, everything that takes place is for one purpose and one purpose only. And you want to know what the main purpose for you, for you being here is? And everything that happens, whether you like it, whether you don't, whether you agree with it or whether you don't, whether you understand it or whether you don't, the answer is in Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. It's the answer to the to one of the biggest questions mankind's ever asked. Why am I here? What am I doing here? How did I get here? Blah, blah, all that stuff. You know, we went over, I made a, talked about it one night for about an hour and a half, just that one subject. Well, it's answered in two places, Colossians chapter 1 and Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. Specifically, it gets to the point, though, in Revelation 4, 11, and it's more spread out in Colossians chapter 1, so we'll read Revelation chapter 4, 11. So, Brother Chad, if you would, go ahead. Hey, and the answer to why I'm here, Revelation 4, 11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure, they are and were created. How simple answer that is? Amen. Too simple, isn't it? Too Your simple. Complicated mind, but that's a fact. From a sovereign God that's been from eternity to eternity, that's been alive forever. This this whole stage, that's like Shakespeare said, the world's a stage. It's all done for His pleasure. Everything. You were created for his pleasure. You're part of you're part of the program. Finding out what your part of the program is and then being obedient and trying to accomplish what you were set out to do 
with all the adversaries that you have against you, that's all part of it. And everything I teach you has got to do with the program, with the, with with the big with the big picture. Like I've told you, the main characters in this play is a king and his kingdom, his queen, the king, queen, the kingdom, and his subjects. That's what it's all about, folks. And you got good and bad players, and some that are insignificant. They're pawns, like on a stage. They're props, and that's just the way it is. Now, and the Word of God bears that out one hundred million percent. I mean, you can answer me why Zulumbula kid in Zimbabwe was born this morning with a, morning with a double cleft palate and is only going to be alive for 24 hours. Now, I just made that up, but it, it more than likely there's some, something, some, you know, somebody that's going to happen to you. Why? Why is that? Why does God let that happen? Hmm? Why does he let that happen? Why does he let all the blue gums? Got all these rappers with all these millions of dollars that could be spent on uh, something worthwhile. Why does he allow that to happen? Why do the righteous suffer? Why does Paul get the hell beat out of him and he's the greatest Christian to ever live? Answers to all that's in the first book ever written, Job. Why do the righteous suffer and the wicked prosper? So there's more to this than do good. Do good. I'm white and, and I'm white and I'm right and you bad and everybody everybody else is wrong. It's a whole lot more to this book than that, folks. This book will endure forever. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words, plural, shall not pass away. Thou hast magnified thy word small w, above thy very name. You namers can't handle that, can you? <laughs> but I didn't mean to get off on all that, but you asked about Shakespeare, and that's where it led. Anyway, anything else you want to uh, ask about that or add to it? I'm yeah. good with that. I'll just uh, keep an eye on the chat room. That was, uh, I thought that was a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. Good stuff. Good stuff. Chat room thought it was. Chat room thought it was a good question. Question two, and the guest five who asked the question thought that was a great answer. So, so the thing about, thing about it, there's no such thing. You know what the stupidest question that ever was asked? <laughs> yeah, the, I want to know. Is the one that was not asked. Uh, so I was thinking that. That's the stupidest question ever asked is the one that was never asked. Nothing wrong with asking questions. You can't learn without asking. Nobody can read your mind. The Holy Spirit can read your mind and talks to you through sermons like that. When a preacher's preaching, he don't just come out and tell you when the Holy Spirit's the one that comes out and tells you what he wants you to get out of what's being preached and taught. The preacher don't come out and just boldly lay it out black and white. He has a certain topic that the Lord's led him to talk about that's meant for somebody in that congregation, and the Holy Spirit's the one that speaks to the individual 
And a lot of times, if the individual don't understand that, they don't they they don't even get nothing out of it. They don't they get mad because he he didn't just come out and say so and so. Because that's not what it was about. The Spirit of God is the teacher. Bottom line, I'm just a mouthpiece. A lot of people wonder, well, why don't you just if you 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 want something or such so and so. Just come out and say it. No, you don't just come out and say it. It's the you want the Lord to be the one that gets it across. That's being spiritually minded and being in tune with the Spirit of God and being in fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if you're just sitting around waiting on black and white to come out all the time, you you ain't going nowhere, growing growing or going nowhere. Either one. G R O W or G O I N G. Because that's not the way the Holy Spirit works. It didn't say that when the when the, the Comforter has come, that the preachers will lead and guide you into all things. No, I said the Spirit of God would lead and guide you into all truth. Okay. He uses his messengers, or else there wouldn't be no way to get it out. He uses his individuals to get the words out. But what when it like I said the other night. When it leaves my mouth, the book leaves my mouth, what the Spirit of God does with that, the battle that takes place, and then what goes on in your spirit in contrast with the Holy Spirit within you, if so be the Spirit of God dwells in you, that's where the answers come from. What you submit to, your obedience, all that stuff goes together. And if anybody's ever tried to tell you anything different, They've ball-faced lied to you. And they've kept you from multitudes of spiritual blessing and kept you from the correct fellowship that you need with your Lord and Savior. Period. And now that I've brought that subject up, I will go ahead and say this. There's, There's somebody out there that claims to be a teacher. And... Probably everybody in this chat room, or I would say the majority of I know some of them have heard, have listened to this person before. Now, I'm going to take one of these people's programs, and I'm going to play it. And, I'm not, and, I, and I, it ain't going to be no time soon, because I'm going to make sure I don't take anything out of context. That I make sure this person says exactly what they believe, and then I'm going to show you where they're bald-faced lying to you like a dog. Okay? And like I said, a lot of you, I don't know how many's in the chat room now, but some of you there have listened to this person before. And they're nothing but pure wolf in sheep's clothing. I'm going to do that before too long. Matter of fact, I was telling Brother Tony Adams about it before the program started tonight. I talked to him for a few minutes. But I'm going to do, I'm not even going to call their name. When I do it, I'm not, I'm not even going to tell you who it is. Because the ones that the Holy Spirit needs to talk to about it, you'll recognize them. You'll recognize them. And I'll stop and show you where they're lying Point one, point two, point three, part A, part B, part C, and show you the lies in the book, 
Not my opinion. Like they're giving, but the book. Okay? In the context of what they're saying. Stop some of this food. Or not, excuse me. Lord willing, maybe the Spirit of God will bring some folks along and get them out of the doldrum of listening to some of this bullcrap. You can't mix horse dung with sugar and expect it to be good for you, okay? Just because it tastes sweet, does that make it good? Mix a cup of of, of, uh, of domino sugar with a, a pound of horse manure, does that just cause it's sweet, does that make it good? I hate to get so vulgarly graphic, but you get the point, right? So many, so many people think because somebody said something that sounded good and on the on on the on the on the top it sounds right. But the underlying motives are pure out of the pits of hell and totally unscriptural and contrary to the word of God. And most of it, they're just, they're nothing no more than a mockingbird anyway. They're just paired in what somebody, they've heard somebody else say. So the Word of God showed him say it. This person never, did one of, the specific one I'm talking about, and there's many of them, never use a final authority. They have no final authority to use. They might give you five different final authorities. Well, which one's the real one? See? The answer you come to makes you the interpreter and makes you the God if you don't have a final authority that'll keep you in line and keep you on the straight and narrow. And that's, and that's the Word of God. So, enough of that about that stuff. I got that off my chest. I just wanted to let you all know that's coming up in the future. Not too awful long either. I got to go through and make sure I'm it. it's going to be done right. Won't be nothing anybody will be able to come back on me about. I'll just be showing you what somebody else said out of their own mouth, okay? And then see if you want to run back and pick up some grand nuggets from them again, okay? I'm not trying to be mean, folks. If I didn't care about you, why would I even bring it up? Because this ain't got nothing to do with me. It's got to do with the Word of God. It's got to do with what the book says. Like I tell you all the time, it ain't got nothing to do with me. Don't believe a word I say. You go check the book out. You make sure the book says what I said is true. You let the Holy Spirit teach you. Let God be true in every man a liar. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Be a th- be a, be a Berean. Search the scriptures daily. Hey, they listen to the preachers, to to the apostles, but they search the scriptures daily to see if those things were so. Acts seventeen eleven. Want to please God, be obedient to Him, and do what He says the way he says to do it. So, 
And Ezekiel chapter 60, Brother Chad, start here with verse 1. And y'all will recognize right after we get started, you'll, you'll recognize it from when we was in Isaiah, uh, Ezekiel the other day. Go ahead, brother. Isaiah 60, correct? Yep. Okay. Isaiah chapter 60 and 1. Arise, shine, for thy light is come. Oh, by the way, you'll get your answer about that Zion, too. It's in this chapter that I was trying to explain the other night, too. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. For thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Sound familiar? A gross, gloomy darkness, Isaiah 13. Remember, we've been through that before. Mentioned it in it also. Mentioned it in um, Ezekiel, that gloomy day. Go ahead. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about and see. All they gather themselves together, they come to thee. Thy sons shall come from afar, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged. Because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee, the forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. The multitude of camels shall cover thee. What verse you in? Verse 6. Okay, go ahead. The dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all they from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense, and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered together unto thee, the rams of Nebaioth shall minister unto thee. They shall come up with acceptance on mine altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. I'm sorry, brother. I apologize. My bad. My bad. I'm in the wrong chapter. Sure. You're not in the wrong chapter. I am, okay? <laughs> oh, I'm reading, the, I'm reading the right chapter. You're just looking at a wrong, a different one? That's right. Now you you oh. start back over in verse 1, okay? Okay, sure. Isaiah 60, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee. Okay. That, that, that dark, this gross darkness. You study the day of the Lord. It's a day of gloominess, of darkness. The explanation is there. Wherever you see the day of the Lord, you'll see this language. Go ahead. And his glory shall be seen upon thee, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about and see. All they gather themselves together, they come to thee. Thy sons shall come from far, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged. Okay, there's going to be a gathering together. Thy people's going to come to thee. Thy daughters shall be nursed. Go ahead. Because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee, the forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. The multitude of camels shall cover thee, the dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all they from Sheba shall come, 
and they shall bring gold and incense, and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered together unto thee, the rams of Nebaioth, Nebaioth, I know how to pronounce that. Nebaioth shall minister unto thee. They shall come up with acceptance on mine altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. The house of his glory. Does this sound familiar? Remember the throne of his glory? Throne of his glory. That's from earlier in Isaiah? That's from Ezekiel. We we we, we talked about the throne of his glory, remember? Yes. It even talks about it in the New Testament. When he sits on the throne of his glory, the 12 apostles are set on the 12, judging the 12 tribes of Israel, remember? Yes. Okay. Okay, so they shall come up with acceptance on mine altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. Who are these that fly as a cloud and as the doves to their windows? You want to know who that is? You want, me tell yes. you, you want me to tell you who that is? Yes. That's the ones going back and forth from the New Jerusalem to the earth. I've asked that question, so nobody's ever said a word about what that is. You say, how do you know that's true? I'm just telling you that's the conclusion I've come to. You, if I go, if I, See if you find another conclusion. That's knowing the whole book, okay? That's my opinion. Because I know the New Jerusalem doesn't touch the earth. All right? That's for sure. Surely the isles shall wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish first, to bring thy sons from far, their silver and their gold with them, unto the name of the Lord thy God, and to the Holy One of Israel, because he hath glorified thee. And the sons and strangers shall build up thy walls, and their kings shall minister unto thee. For in my wrath I smote thee, but in my favor have I had mercy on thee. So God's wrath done taken place. This is a new this is a new time period going on. In his wrath he slew him, but now he's gonna have favor on these folks, bringing his people from from Tarshish, he's telling you, on ships, bringing, he, there's a gathering taking place here. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 11, Therefore thy gates shall be open continually. They shall not be shut day nor night, that men may bring unto thee the forces of the Gentiles, and that their kings may be brought. And he, just, he just flat flipped on you. He flipped on you. Do y'all know of another place where it says that the gates will not be uh, not be shut day or night? I I remember it somewhere. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. And talks about the kings coming into it as well, and, and it's in Revelation. Uh, Brother Pete has a quick question. He says, "Do the Isles mentioned in verse nine would that include British Isles?" Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yeah. Specifically that, yes. Yeah, it seems that way, doesn't it? Yes, specifically. Very good. And that their kings may be brought. So that's in Revelation, yeah. Yeah, and he's just skipped from the earth to the heaven. You didn't notice that, but I did. That's okay. We'll get it another time. Keep on going. Okay. For the nation and kingdom that will not serve thee shall perish. Yea, those nations 
shall be utterly wasted. The glory of Lebanon shall come unto thee, the fir tree, the pine tree, and the box together to beautify the place of my sanctuary, and I will make the place of my feet glorious. Well, Pete just put in Revelation 21, 25. Mm-hmm. Thank, you. Thank you, Pete. Verse 14. The sons also of them that afflicted thee shall come bending unto thee. Watch, and all, Watch this closely. Go ahead. And all they that despised thee shall bow themselves down at the soles of thy feet. And they shall call thee the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. The ones that despise thee, they're even going to be there. There's going to be people that despise the Lord, even though he's right there in front of them. They're in flesh bodies. They despise the Lord, even though he's the, because he's ruling with the rod of iron, folks. It ain't going to be hunky-dory for everybody. But don't you, you with the Spirit of God in you now, you bright, you ain't got to worry about none of this. It ain't got nothing to do with you. You was flying, you was flying while I go up into them windows. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, Pastor, uh, I'm getting the, uh, the impression here now, so we were, we were talking um, previously about, uh, Memories. I'm, I'm presuming these are the people that have come back from the the the, we'll the drive. That it will get into that next chapter when we get into Ezekiel. Like I said, we're not going to go. We're not going to go get into that deep tonight. Uh, okay. It just seems that these people they 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 forsake him now. They must have forsaken him and before. Listen, let me explain. Let me explain to you the, the 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 people that's going to be left after the time of Jacob's trouble. There's going to be a remnant left of true Israel, okay? There's going to be a resurrection of Israel that's going to be made flesh with a fleshy heart and sinews and everything put upon them in flesh bodies. That's what we're going to we'll get into in the Valley of Dry Bones. Me and Brother Pete was talking about it on the telephone. There'll be there'll be some that make it through the time of Jacob's trouble out of every nation, kindred, and tongue. Very few, but some will, because the majority there is going to be slaughtered. There'll be only a few left to start with. At the start of the next, at the start of the kingdom, after all the desolation takes place. Remember, he just got through talking about here about building something. People, they're going to build so and so. They got to rebuild after the desolation has taken place after the great war that we'll get into later on in Ezekiel thirty-eight and thirty-nine. We'll continue reading. Sure thing, folks. I understand this is hard to follow, but if you if you have to. I don't want to take the time to run the references, or we'll be here all night long. I can run the references over to Ezekiel and show you, and even run them to Micah and show you, Amos and show you, and and, and other places in Isaiah, even in Jeremiah. But there's, I'm not going to do that. If you knew the book, you'd know this. I've told you how to do it. It's simple. Look up the day of the Lord, or the day of the Lord's wrath, and look up every place in the scripture you see that, 
and look at the context and what you read in the context all over the scriptures, wherever it's mentioned, and you'll see the incidents and the things that take place during this period of time. There's a specific period of time during the day of the Lord called the time of Jacob's trouble. Daniel's 70th week. Okay? That's the reason. I've said that I don't know how many times for you to study yourself. Then you'll be able to add to the conversation because you'll have questions then. But just don't rely on me to sit here and go, because we'll be here forever if I run all the references. I could sit here and get Brother Pete to just start typing in references from his companion Bible. and he, We'd be here all night long. Brother Pete could probably holler amen to that because Ethelbert Bullinger's got the best reference Bible that's ever been put together. And Dr. Rutman's the second one. All the references to the day of the Lord and everything that it entails, and what goes on during that period of time. And the time of Jacob's trouble and Daniel's 70th week's part of that. The millennium's part of that. And it goes on out into eternity as part of that. This is, this is not milk, folks. This is meat. This is meat. This is a whole lot different than running around spending seven days a week, 24 hours a day, trying to teach you that the white people are the Israel of God, okay? I'm teaching, trying to let the Spirit of God teach you his book so you can make sense out of what's going on and what's going to go on. Because there's questions those, bless their heart, brethren out there, couldn't answer with an answering machine because they don't know the word of God. They know the subject of the Anglo-Israel truth, but they don't know the book. And all they do is spend time dealing with the Anglo-Israel truth when there's two parts to it. And I'm giving you the part they don't know nothing about. They don't know. They know that Israel. They know that they understand a bride, but they think that's just the bride it's talking about in Hosea. When it's God's bride is natural Israel, and the bride of Christ is the Israel of God, is the body of Christ in the New Testament. There's two, and doctrine is connected to the two different ones. One's natural. One's spiritual. They don't understand that. They don't get that. They think it's got to be one or it's got to be their way or the highway. How many times have you heard me bad about the Anglo-Israel truth? Not one single time because it's true. I've just showed you the division that they refuse to see because it don't line up with their materialistic, fleshy, worldly doctrine because that's all Israel is about, is the world. It was given to Abraham forever. They're about the dirt, the trees, all that stuff. They're not about spiritual things. They're about natural things. There's a difference.
And when you hear me talk about you don't want to be in that bunch, I mean every word I'm saying. Hadn't you suffered enough in this life already? Hadn't you put up with enough blue gums already? Hadn't you been crapped on by the Jew long enough? Huh? Why do you think there's so many references to hate in this world, in this book, in the New Testament? Why do you think the world, the Lord says to do it? John says to do it. Paul says to do it over and over and over again. Well, natural Israel and the ones that deal with the Anglo truth all the time, it's all about the world to them. It's all about politics. It ain't never about a new body and spiritual gifts and promises of God. Can't y'all see that? I never badmouth that doctrine that's true about the Anglo-Israel truth. My God, I believe in it myself. I just know there's a difference. Paul makes that plain. And when you start trying to speak spiritual truth, they slobber and spit all over it because they can't understand it, because it's spiritually discerned. And you've got to have the Spirit of God to understand it. And you've got to be born again to have the Spirit of God. Simple. And they poo-poo that and throw that in the garbage can. You've got a bunch of natural lost Israelites out there with a chance to get in New Jerusalem and be part of the bride, and they're flushing it down the toilet. with a bunch of political, worldly, gobbledygook. What is it you don't understand about love not the world, neither the things that are in the world? What is it you don't understand about be not conformed to this world? I mean, my God, I can go on and on and on. See, they jump over that stuff, and they, well, they want to stay with the natural stuff. And I don't bet the natural stuff they talk about is true. But it ain't for you. In Christ Jesus, there is no such thing as a Judite. Not in my opinion. That's what Paul says. How many of them you ever heard? How many of them you ever heard tell you that? That's the scripture. Were the Scythians a nation of people? Absolutely. Paul tells you there's no such thing as a Scythian in Christ. You're a Christian for this period of time now. They get all the works in the law mixed all together. Paul's told you, we read it the other night, that those feast days and the Feast of Tabernacles, all this, that's not for now. It's for a time yet to come. But it ain't for you. And let no man judge you in it. It's coming back later. You don't want to be a part of that. At least I don't, and I'm not going to be. 
And people get in their minds, well, I'll still have my same memories and, and I'll be able to remember all the good times in Aunt Susie and, 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 and Sister Ma, uh, Madeline and Uncle Joe and oh, little Tommy Tinkerbell or whatever. That's not what you're going to remember. Didn't we remember that the other night we read about the shame that's going to be experienced, Brother Chad? Yes. Well, you ain't even heard the half of it yet. Wait till we get into the last eight chapters. Wait till we get into the last eight chapters. You can hear more and more about it. How many of I mean, how many do you hear talk, talking to you about? About the the spiritual fruits, love, joy, peace, long suffering, huh? About charity being the greatest of all, all the gifts. How many of them here do you hear teaching you the doctrines of eternal security for the bride of Christ? You don't. How many of them do you hear teaching 1 Corinthians 15 showing you the difference in a natural body and a spiritual body, that they're both real and physical, but one of them's spiritual and one of them's not? And one of them's mortal and the other's immortal. And it ain't because I'm smart. I'm just showing you what the Bible says. What is it you can't understand by he came into his own and his own received him not? But as many as did receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to the even to them that believe on his name. What is it you don't understand about that? Why? Why in that talk? No, it's about Ephraim and Manasseh and, and, and Zarah and Phares, which is all true. But it's worldly and natural. That's why God gave the world to Abraham. We don't look for an earthly city. We look for heavenly. That's not my opinion. That's what Paul said. Why do you think he got so bent out of shape and has such a his has such heartache for his his, his brother Israelites? Huh? Could wish himself accursed because they wouldn't get it. They couldn't get it. They didn't understand what I'm teaching y'all. Because they couldn't understand that it had nothing to do with their righteousness, but everything to do with God's righteousness. And they can't even understand that. And you know what? I mentioned something to Brother Tony about it before the program started. Maybe that's a good thing. It must be a good thing. God's in control of it. There has to be a remnant left, you know, that thinks that way in a natural body. 
because once that the once the very last elect is sealed, it's over. When the final joint, when the final member joint is put together in the in the in the bride of Christ, it's over. With grace through faith, it's bye bye grace through faith. Then it's back to they that keep his commandments. Then it's then it's back to feast days and holy days and Sabbath days. And then it's back to all that again. Is that what you want? Some of you trying to get it now. Some of you think you're pleasing God by doing that now. Some of you think by what you do in your by your actions in the flesh that pleases God somehow by keeping some something that was under the Mosaic law that that pleases God. Did not we read in Hebrews that that was which was once the, that the Hebrews were doing all that stuff was was going to pass away? So that which was new could come on the scene. And maybe it's good that they're out there. Maybe it's, maybe maybe that's why God hadn't just shut them down completely. Because the fact of the, of who God's God's people, natural people are, there ain't no doubt about that. It's us. But God didn't say, "Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll take you down to ancestry.com and we'll find out what your genes say." Is that what the Bible says, Chad? Uh, it says avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings <laughs> about the law, for they're unprofitable and vain. That's what it says. Titus Amen, three nine. Brother, Amen. Or him that cometh into me, I'll take right down to the to the DNA office and we'll take their test. <laughs> is that what it says? I don't that's that, that's not one of the canonical books. I think that's one of the extra canonical that books. Must, yeah, that must be one of the pseudepigraphal books, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Folks, so if, if you would use your head and quit listening to every Tom, Dick, and Harry and use your final authority, which is no no Tom, Dick, or Harry, but his name's called the Holy Spirit, and he uses the Word of God, which discerns your heart and your spirit and knows you better than you know yourself, then you would come up with the right answers instead of being led astray by some stuffed shirt heathen that don't know enough Scripture to rub two verses together, in the same, don't, especially in the same context. But I can see, and, and and I mean this with all my heart, and I, I say this with all love. I can see why God's allowing it to take place. I I think God gave me a glimpse of that. I, I'm going to sound all charismatic, but I really, I just, when I was talking to Brother Tony, I said I think I, I think I see what the reasoning for it. That's how close we are to the end. Amen. Amen. 
Because you see in the book of Revelation it says, These are they that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's during that period of Jacob's trouble. See? Remember those that come through the gates that they might have a right to the tree of life and live forever? Yes. And how do they get that right? By keeping the commandments. Yes. Earned salvation. There's no free gift to it. No more grace involved. All by works. See? I even heard some fat stuffed shirt that wouldn't quote Paul with a quoting machine, even couldn't help himself. He talked about people saying, oh, there's a difference between the New Testament and the Old Testament. Don't they understand that the Bible says you're supposed to study to show yourself approved? And that he stopped right there. <laughs> After just saying, bad-mouthing the ones that know the rest of the verse. That's how crooked they are, folks. See, the rest of the verse says, rightly dividing the word of truth. <laughs> they didn't use that part, see. And would never use Paul's name. I'm going to let you hear it. I'm going to let you hear it. But, but, they, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I believe I'm going to even quit bad-mouthing them. Just let, you know, instead of trying to warn you about it, if that's the path you want to go down, if that's, if, if, if the, that's the path that you want to try, go for it. But don't, but don't feel, don't feel uh, too bad when you, you hear a trumpet blow and you're trying to get out of that dirt and you can't quite get out. <laughs> well, praise God the, for the, uh, that, yeah, and the coffin lid don't open for you. Don't, uh, <laughs> don't, don't, don't feel too bad. Okay. <laughs> oh, good grief! Yeah, that coffin lid just won't open for you. See, only the ones that come up at the first resurrection, see, death and hell can't touch because they're still forever. That bunch that's resurrected gets the flesh and the new heart and the fleshy heart and all that stuff. That ain't got nothing to do with the first resurrection. And folks, to say, I mean, guys, say, guys, have been out of shape. About them wound up teaching on this and did not mean to. But I think I think I'm just going to to quit. Just could totally quit bad mouthing. Trying begging and quit and quit pleading. Would you folks go and and let that pig feces trickle in your ears? Because that's all it is. I hate to be so gross, but when it turns people away from the truth, I get mad. I have a righteous indignation about anybody that messes with this book. Amen. Well, God can take care of his book himself. 
folks, come on. Yes, he can, but it, y'all, y'all keep ganging up against him. He better call. He better call some more to take his side. Because my God, my God, my God, how many thousands are trying to destroy it now? You mess, you mess with me all day long. You can call me a heretic. You can call me anything you want to. But don't mess with the book. Amen. If you mess with the book, I'll mess with you. Okay? You mess with the book, and I'll mess with you. And I won't have no mercy on you. I'll show you why. Brother Chad, go to Revelation chapter 21. No, chapter 22 and read verses 18 through 21. Yes, Revelation 22 and 18. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. See, folks, I'm just trying to help you, man. If I didn't care about you, you think I'd even mention it? Continue, brother. He which testifieth these things, Seth, surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Folks, you're warned three times about messing with this book. One, two, three. Three times. Deuteronomy 4, Proverbs 25, and Revelation chapter 22. Front, middle, and end. Couldn't miss it with a missing machine unless you're too proud and arrogant. Our God hadn't granted you repentance out of getting out from under the false teaching that led you down that primrose path. And I've, 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 I've had the privilege of, of seeing some fruit born of people that's come out of that, of that heresy of trying to change God's book, the one he put his stamp of approval on and has used for a half of a millennia. I've seen, I've seen God pull some people out of that by granting them repentance, and that's been a blessing. That has been a blessing. to see that. So, try to stop me from now on and don't, Brother Chad, until, until I bring the program up that night where I, 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 I show you what these people say and then take the Word of God and show you where the Word of God totally contradicts what they say. Then um, don't let me be hollering and screaming about them because maybe they, there's a use for them. All things work together for good to them that love God them and them call according to His purpose. Nothing happens by chance. I know that. And maybe that's the purpose. Maybe that's the purpose. But the very fact of the Anglo-Israel truth, folks, is just as true as John 3.16. But what they've tried to tag onto it 
Brother Wesley Swift didn't do it, and neither did Brother Comparay. And this crowd you got out there there today is a bunch of, oh, uh, there's a bunch of words that I used to use when I was in service that I could come up with, but I'm not going to say it. Wouldn't be nice. Wouldn't be copacetic. And the more they get you to doubt this book, and the more they get you to doubt this book that God put his stamp of approval on, he brought to you through the blood of millions, and like I said, for over a half a century now, has put his blessings on it, and it's still putting his blessings on it. You can't get that. You don't stand a snowball chance in hell of getting anything. Unless you're pumped up with your own pride. Yeah, that's what you'll get. And pride comes before destruction, folks. And a haughty spirit before fall. There you, you, folks, I'm telling you. So I'll try to steer clear of that. Now I, I, I may just make little bitty points to worry, but I, I'll have the program and probably be two or three programs since we'll be using two different recordings when we do it. But I'll wait till then, and then I'll, then I'll, I'll show you the lies that's been promulgated out there. Anyway, let's continue on. Yeah, that's a good thing. I look forward to that, Pastor. I, you know I like that sort of thing. And I think you can learn a lot from exposing people's lies, and open rebuke is better than secret love. So. Absolutely. Folks, you got to see, and I don't hate you, man. I love you, man. If I didn't, Paul Paul told the Corinthians the truth, and they got mad, and he said, what have I done? Become your enemy because I tell you the truth. Because the book says open rebuke is better than secret love, and it is. The kisses of the enemy are deceitful, but faithful are the wounds of a friend. See, a, a real friend, he don't care how bad it hurts you physically or mentally, he'll drag you out of the way. Of a of a car fixing to kill you or something trying to hurt you, you may it may not feel good when he does it, but he's doing it out of love. And I'm everything that I'm trying to tell you folks right now is out of pure love for my brethren and my race and my people. I just hope to God the Holy Spirit will help you understand that. Continue on, Brother Chad. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 17. For brass, I will bring gold, and for iron, I will bring silver. Oh, Brother David, there's that gold and silver. <laughs> oh, wait till me and Brother David bring that one up some night. We'll get y'all on that one, man. <laughs> Oh, that's just but that's just a private joke between me and Brother David. Go ahead. <laughs> and for wood, brass, and for stones, iron. I will also make thy officers peace and thine exactors righteousness. Violent what ver- what verse are you on now, Brother? I didn't got off. Uh, of- that's uh, 16 and 17. Okay, go ahead. Uh, this is 18. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land. 
wasting nor destruction within thy borders. But thou shalt call thy walls salvation and thy gates praise. Those are capitalized, salvation and praise. Mm-hmm, sure is. Uh, proper names, interesting. We'll run across it later in Ezekiel. Okay. Uh, Isaiah 60 and 19, the sun shall be no more thy light by day. There you go, Brother Kevin. <laughs> Maybe it's a different light. The sun shall no more be thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee, but the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy God thy glory. Thy sun shall no more go down, neither shall thy moon withdraw itself, for the Lord shall be thine everlasting light, and the days of thy mourning shall be ended. Mourning as in weeping. Verse 21, thy people also shall be all righteous. They shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. You're going to inherit the land. You got that? God gave the world to Abraham. The land grants forever. We just read in Ezekiel how he's going to bring Israel back to the land. Okay? That he gave them to start with. That means it must be going to be a, a, a small bunch, except for the ones that he resurrects up. And he's going to refill that land and make it like the Garden of Eden. That's what we read in Ezekiel. Continue reading, brother. Verse 22, a little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. Uh, you hear that? There's going to be an increase in lifespan just like it was in the antediluvian period. Whatever's caused the decrease in lifespan, it's going to be taken away and it's going to be an increase in lifespan. Next chapter. Yeah. I, the Lord, will hasten it in his time. Last part of that chapter. Isaiah chapter 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. Okay, I want to, I'm going to I'm going to preface this by saying, after the Lord dealt with that gloomy, dark day of the Lord and a few excerpts out of the millennial reign, then he's going to. This is what the Lord read when he got up in the temple, and I'm going to show you where he closed the book at. And so far, it's been over two thousand years. And it still hadn't happened yet. But the Lord said, today this prophecy is fulfilled in your sight. See, there's 2,000 years difference in one verse of Scripture just by comma. I'm fixing to show it to you. Go ahead. Verse 2. Or did I? Okay, hold on. I didn't finish that verse. Okay, verse 1. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Okay, did y'all remember any vengeance of the Lord taking place the 33 years that he was here? Hmm? I didn't read that. 
I couldn't find it in my, and I can't find it in any Bible that's ever been printed. He closed the book after he said, "Open, opening of the prison to them that are bound." You remember in Ephesians what he says about led captivity captive? Yes. That's a reference to that right there. Then he closes the book and he says, this day this prophecy is fulfilled in thy sight and didn't quote the rest of it. Go find it in the New Testament. Let me show it to you. Don't take my word for it. If anybody's got a cross-reference Bible, it'll be a, you'll find it in the margin. The cross-reference will be in Matthew. It's in Matthew or Luke, I forget. I think it's Matthew. Where he goes yeah. into the temple and stands up and reads. The first time he, ever, he goes into the ministry, so to speak. Turn to the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah. Brother Pete must have it handy. Do you, Brother Pete? Does he say this today this prophecy is fulfilled? I should know this. Proclaim liberty to the captives. Just put that in there. Put type that in, in the in your concordance. Liberty. the captives. Let's see what we got there. And it is Luke's. You were right. I was wrong. The book is right. Luke. Uh, hold on. This isn't oh, Isaiah. Luke 4, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This isn't the part where he closes the book, though. Keep on reading. Okay. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Yeah, what okay. Here it is. It's the Spirit. brother. Amen. Yeah, you're right. Luke fourteen eighteen. The Luke, uh, the 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 spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Period. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And all the eyes of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. See, he only quoted half the verse. That's a wow, wow. 2,000 years. And the vengeance still hadn't come yet. Some of you folks didn't have a clue that was anywhere in the scripture. I've been telling you about that stuff over and over and over again. Who's been with me a long time? You've heard me go over it more than once. But some of you new people haven't. You didn't know it was there. It's just like when uh, Peter reads in in, um, in Acts chapter 2. I've been there multiple times and let Peter read. Do down, go, he goes down through there and tells you, this is what was written by the prophet Joel. And you go back and read. You, and then you go back and read what Joel wrote. And it ain't going, it ain't done it. You didn't see no flames of fire and all this stuff happening. 
taking place on the day of Pentecost? It hadn't happened yet. Partial fulfillment of Scripture. See, none of your Anglo-Israel brethren out there understand this. Because they're linearists. They're not circularists. I'll make up a word. They don't believe Ecclesiastes 1 and chapter 3, verse 15. See? They think it's all hogwash. But the Bible says it's not hogwash. According to the Word of God, it's an absolute fact. You have not seen the vengeance of the Lord our God yet. And then you ain't seen pillars of smoke and all that fire it talks about in Joel that Peter was quoting. And he said, this is what was written prophet Joel. Well, no, it, that, that's not what Joel, it's not the same. Part of it hadn't happened yet. And it's been over 2,000 years. That's how you have to study the book. That's You have to keep that in mind when studying prophecy of the Scriptures. The Scripture interprets itself. You don't have to come up with some cock and bull story or say, oh, this is allegory. He didn't really mean this. That's just that's that's a perfect example right there. Continue on, brother. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Well, verse they, verse you. That's that's verse three. It's a continuation of what he said. After he the book. I mean, I, I'm back in Isaiah. That's where I am. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Isaiah verse 3. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Well, y'all just read about the planning of the Lord takes place when all that other stuff took place back in chapter 60. See, that didn't happen either at the first coming. Did the book lie? No, it just hadn't happened yet. Partial fulfillment of scriptures. Continue on, brother. Verse 4. And they shall build the old waste they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. And did you think I was joking? It's just what he said in the previous chapter. That none of that happened when he none of that happened after he read read this in the temple. Verse one and two. None of that happened. And nobody, matter of fact, they 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 nailed him to a cross, cussed him to his face, pulled out his beard marred him, his visage, like no other man. See what I'm saying, folks? You starting to get it now? None of that happened. And it hasn't happened yet. But it's going to. That's the, And it's happening. It's in, when, as our study goes on in Ezekiel, all that rebuilding of the desolate and all that stuff, we went through that in Ezekiel. Same language. Because it's talking about the same period of time. Continue reading, brother. Verse 5, And strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the alien shall be your plowman and your vine dressers. 
but ye shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you the ministers of our God. Ye shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory shall ye boast yourselves. So it was the same. It sounded like to me that there ain't going to be no more migrant workers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like that little slavery is going to change a little bit. It's going to be flipped around a little bit. The ministers of our God, I'll make some of you rulers over ten cities. I'll make you ruler over some of you over five cities. And some of you be wiping out toilet bowls. And I say that with reverence, of course, Lord. But you know what I mean. Because they will not obey the book. What does Peter say? We're a holy what? Priesthood. A holy nation. A royal priesthood. The ministers of our God. I'm back and forth to them windows. Called the righteousness. Called, called trees of righteousness. Trees, a lot of times, this is allegorical here, folks. A lot of times trees are like men. We've had, We've seen that all through our study in Daniel, like Nebuchadnezzar. And remember when they healed old blind Barnabas? What's the first thing that happened? What did Barnabas tell the Lord? When he first when he first touched his eyes, when he heard the first part of the healing. He said, I see men walking as trees. A lot of times trees are allegorical from for men. The Bible tells you that, and that's a plain example. When the Lord is healing old Barnabas, if it, what do you say? I say men walking his trees, and then the Lord finished the healing. You don't you reckon the Lord? You think the Lord just uh, halfway did it to start with, just because he made a mislick, he didn't give him the right pill, or didn't crack the right vertebrae during his chiropractic session, or you reckon the Lord did that to let you know something? Let you know that a lot of times trees are like men. And this is this is typical. This is typical. This is an allegory. I'll tell you when it's allegorical, metaphorical. I'll tell you because the Bible explains it. An oak tree ain't no better than a pine tree, folks. But it says righteousness, righteous trees. <laughs> y'all, I know y'all folks are smart enough to see that one. Verse four. Verse seven. Or do you want verse four again? Yeah. Verse 4. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they shall build the old wastes. They shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. And strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. And the sons of the aliens shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But ye shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you the ministers of our God. Ye shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory shall ye boast yourselves. And see, the, the historicists want to make this, they, they'll twist the, script, the allegory people. 
they'll try to make this be in the past. That is like they they carry around in the past machine, and every time they want to make something in the past, they mash a button and say, "Oh, this happened so and so and so and so." See, this is allegorical. Blah 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 blah. No, this is future. How do you know? We just showed you up in the front. It hasn't happened taken place yet. The vengeance of the Lord our God hasn't happened yet. That's the context. I'm not, there's nothing out of context here. Continue on, brother. You For your shame. Or something. Go ahead. For your shame you shall have double, and for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land they shall possess the double. Ooh, Never lo- somebody's going to have some shame. Yes. Oh. Somebody's going to have some shame. Some double shame. Continue on, brother. Therefore, in their land they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. For I, the Lord, love judgment. I hate robbery for burnt offering. And I will direct their work in truth, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. There's your covenant, Brother David. Everlasting covenant. There's your covenant, Brother David, that you're going to make. It's in the future. Ain't got nothing to do with the past. Gonna be done in the future. It's 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 as good as done now. It just hasn't been done yet. It comes under. It all falls under the blood, but it hasn't been instituted yet. Like we was talking about in Hebrews the other night. Continue on. And their seed shall be known among the Gentiles, and their offspring among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them that they are the seed which the Lord hath blessed. Natural Israel, fleshy national Israel, fleshy national Israel. I'll say it one more time. Fleshy natural Israel. No supernatural bodies. No supernatural walking through walls. No supernatural, no blood in them. None of that stuff. Nobody like the Lord. Nobody's got a body. None of these people's got a body like the Lord. Me and Chad, Chad, we read it last night. Mm-hmm. He changed this vile body and likened it unto his glorious body. John says, does not appear what we shall be, but we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And he gave us an example of being able to eat, being able to drink, walk through walls, Disappear and appear at will. Can be one place, one second. Boop, another place, another second. We'll have a body just like that. Because it's angelic, kind of like in nature. That's uh, using as an il- illustration, like an angel. Angelic. Well, the Lord said the angels did. Well, in the resurrection, they're like the angels in heaven. Continue on, brother. Verse 10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. You see that? You see that chapter heart heading right there in verse ten. I don't have one on mine. What kind of Bible are you using, man? Blue letter. KJV. You ain't got a chapter heading there. Only in verse one. Okay, I'm using audio Bible. Go ahead. Interesting. I will great. 
I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my don't, God. Don't don't you see why there shouldn't be one there? Why there shouldn't be one there? There should be. Don't you see why there should be one there? By the yeah. verse above it, see there should be. It's there. Cha- it's changing topics. It's changing. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Keep reading. I just want to. I'm gonna. Okay. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. Oh. And you'll understand why it should be there further on you read. Yeah, because they're talking about different people than verse 9. Exactly right. They're talking about why. You're going to say why. Just keep reading. For he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. Bingo. See there? Yep. Verse 11, brethren. For as the earth bringeth forth her bud, and as the garden causeth the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth, to spring forth before all the nations. Yep. And everything you've seen in that chapter is going to take place during the thousand-year millennial reign. It has never taken place yet, folks, except the very first part to the semicolon. And the first chapter we read, that stuff hadn't taken place yet. And then all of a sudden, when it's going through there, it boop, the Lord pops up and reads that like he did in the temple. And then boop, gets away from it and goes right back to talking about the millennial reign and the things that's going to happen when he rules his rod of iron. And then and then pops up, boop, pops up the bride and the bridegroom. Don't you see that, folks? Don't you see that stuff? Now do you see how studying the word of God and rightly dividing the word of truth how important it is. How, how, why you should obey chapter 28 now, line upon line, line upon line, a verse upon verse, but I'm going to just add in that, verse upon verse, but that's what it's meaning. Line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, context upon context, context upon context, here a little and there a little. All through the Word of God, from Genesis to Revelation. That's how you get knowledge and doctrine. You thought it was supposed to be simpler than that. You thought all you had to know was a few subjects, didn't you? And you, you're a raving Christian now, ain't you? Because you know you're an Israelite. <laughs> no, too much is given, folks. Much is required. And you, you right now you've got a free gift. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Any questions in the chat room? Give him a second. Um, Interesting, I, I just opened up my... Hard copy Bible. 
the old paper one, and there's no paragraph mark there. That's so interesting. That's happened before a few times when you're in your audio Bible. There should definitely be one there. I agree 100%. It's a completely different topic. Of course it is. But I don't have it in my, and this is a, a, a 60 year Bible. Brother Pete, in your companion Bible, is there a paragraph mark there at verse 11? I mean, at verse, verse 10. At verse 10. Yeah, I just put it into the chat room just to see if anyone no, has it's a... It's not verse 10. It's um, verse... Huh? Um, where is it at? Oh, hold on. Did I get that wrong? Yep, you got that wrong. No, I didn't. It's not in verse 10. Yeah, it is. I'm wrong. Yes. Verse 10. Verse 10. Yeah. Who cares who's right or wrong? I just want to... I want it to don't to matter. i tell you who cares if it's right or wrong. God does. He's the only Wait. one that matters. He's got it, yeah. I'm just curious if anyone else has a hard copy Bible paper. Pete's got it. He has that? Is it in yours, Pete? That's so, I remember a few times now you, you would say, do you have one here? And I, I remember Dave would be like, his was the, the chapter after yours. And talking about three times. So which audio Bible do you use? The blue letter. Interesting. Because I'm in the blue letter, and it has the same. What's it say? He says, yes, after the word God. Yep. After the word God? No, brother. No, 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 no. It'd be no. verse it verse ten in chapter in chapter thirty in chapter sixty one. Sixty one. Verse ten, there should be a paragraph mark right there. Right after the number ten. Right. Like if you go to uh, verse four and seven, there are paragraph markers there. Whereas in my blue letter Bible, there are no paragraph markers in verse four or seven. Okay, something wrong with the blue letter Bible. Must be something with some. Must be something with the. Uh, wait just a minute. Must be something to do with the revisions. Oh, like. Re- Revisions, like additions. You mean where they change some some, over the years? How they've revised the King James Bible? They've never revised it. Edited it. Excuse me, brother. Editions. Editions. Different editing. Okay. Yeah. Must be something to do with that. But I, I, this is the Bible I've always used. This audio. Anyway, how would I've known about the commas if it? I've been it's been there all my all my Christian life. I don't know why it's not in your Bible. Yeah, Pete doesn't have it either. That's uh, that's fascinating stuff, man. Do you, does your audio Bible have a paragraph marker on four and seven in that ch- in that chapter? My paper one has a it has paragraph marker at four and seven, seven. Yeah, four and seven, but not ten. No. That's amazing why that stuff is like that. I don't even know. I mean, if you're reading slowly and you comprehend what you read, you can tell by the you can tell by the wording it's different, okay? Anybody would know that the one above verse verse nine ain't got nothing to do with verse ten. It changes from a people to a person, you see? You yeah. you see what I'm saying? And their seed to I will. See there? That's what I'm saying. So it, it, whether it's got it, whether it don't, somebody that knows how to read English 
and knows English grammar should be able to get that without even having it there. Okay. I think you just you just know it like the Holy Spirit just put that there for you like it's like yeah there's there's the I because you're you're just so in tune with the context of English language that it goes from it does go from a people to a person it's one hundred percent you can't argue it that's what it says so but the paper Bibles Bibles don't have it you have it in let me get my let me reach over here and get my Thomas Nelson my I'm reading super, out of it, Nelson. My, my super giant print tore up tore all the pieces. Bible and look and see if it's got it in it real quick. The one I was reading from was the Thomas Nelson. Yeah, mine, mine too. Oh, let me get my. What are you reading from, Brother Pete? Is that the uh, you have the Ruckman? Yeah, Ruckman's reference Bible. This is the first part of the Old Testament, ain't it? Oh, here it is. Let's see. Psalms. Isaiah six. Yeah, he said not in companion, so that must be the uh That's the Bullinger. companion Bible. Oh Bollinger's The Companion Bible, Bullinger's. Okay. And you like the, the Bollinger uh, above the Ruckman or According like to Dr. Ruckman, he now I say Ruckman's is better because I'm partial. Because yeah. Doctor there was a, there's been a lot of advanced revelation since Ethelbert Bullinger. But Dr. Ruttman said, I asked him in class, this is on this is on tape. This is recorded for posterity. I plainly mm-hmm. asked him of his opinion. Well, who knew the English language, the English Bible, better than anyone that he had ever studied under as far as he knew? Because I knew, I knew, I, I, I'd been studying under him for years and knew he was a genius and he read just about everybody's stuff. Right. And he said Ethelbert Bullinger. And then the next day, when I came to class, he had every one of Ethelbert Bullinger's books in a bag and gave them to me. Hey, man, you still have them? Brother, Lord, no. I give away much, so much stuff, it's pitiful. I've got you a whole bunch of stuff. I done told you. Yeah. My, my daughter don't get here for you and throw it away. <laughs> oh, no. I better get my passport. <laughs> no, so I'll... I'll We'll be we'll be bringing those along. Don't you worry about that. Yeah. Those will be going to the to the light on the hill. Yep. Sixty. Sixty. I see some people think this is so ridiculous that we would do something so minute like this. I know. <laughs> I know. Some people are thinking they're crazy. Okay. Sixty-one. And I gotta find my magnifying for sixty-one. He said it is in the sixteen eleven version. Ah, aha, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Now, and it so, and it it is not in my Thomas Thomas Nelson. So that's by version. He means that's the sixteen eleven edition. So what my curiosity right. is, which edition? Did they remove it from? Probably not the, the 1629, because there were two guys alive from 1611. The 1760-something probably is when they took it out. Yeah, yeah. That would be a curious one to find out exactly which edition they decided to remove the paragraph marker. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. wild. That is wild. That's wild. So yeah. the original guys got it right, man. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Yeah. In chapter 62, verse 6, do you have a paragraph mark? 
I do not. I have one in five. Huh. Mine's in verse six. Wild stuff. Anyway, if there's no questions in the chat room, we'll go ahead and shut her down for tonight. Uh, yep, no questions. Okay. If there's no questions, Dave, I'm glad you got to tune in tonight. Uh, can't we? We'll all be praying. It's, yeah, dismiss us in a word of prayer, Brother Chad. Pray for Brother Dave's safe return and, and uh, that the, the Lord will take care of him and his family while he's gone, okay? Sure thing. Go ahead, Brother. Heavenly Father, thank you for for the uh, for the edification and the study. Very precious word tonight, Lord, and and for us to being able to assemble and fellowship in your precious in the name of your precious Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, our King, uh, to of whom we serve, Lord, and we're bought by the price of His blood at Calvary on the cross when He took when you had made Him sin and and they nailed it to the cross for all of us, Lord, that that we might believe on Him and have eternal everlasting life. We thank you so much for that, and we thank you for all the members of the Assembly, Lord, and a special prayer to our brother David Kennedy down in Baltimore, Lord, that you put your hedge of angels around him and that his family and, and he be be uh, protected yes, Lord. whilst they're there, on their way back, at all times, Lord, but especially on this trip. Let him do his trip, be down there and, and witness as we know he's going to, Lord, and, and, uh, and be your, your representative. And just, uh, you know, preach the gospel as he always does, Lord. Give him the power of prophecy that uh, somebody be, be hear your word. And your word, as we know, will never return in vain, Lord. So we thank you for your words, Lord. We thank you for the study in, in Isaiah tonight, Lord. And uh, we pray for all those that, that download, Lord, that might be going to, uh, going to places where they're getting uh, poison, poison water, Lord sweetened with sugar, you know, uh, wolf and sheep clothing. We know that we're in a, in a time of apostasy. Um, we read it the other night. It's, you know, they're getting fat off of your flock, Lord, and you know it, and we know it. And uh, we just pray that ev- everyone be protected and, and saved from that sort of thing, Lord, if they be in, in Christ, that they not lose their inheritances and that they turn to you, that, they, that you grant them repentance and that they turn to you, Lord, and serve you and read your word and you know that they love you and that they keep your commandments lord that they love you first and foremost and that the brothers second and then them put themselves last lord and and that they get away from all the the vanities and the and the ridiculousnesses of the uh, genealogies and and all that stuff lord that is just really around here it's just pure garbage we love you we love your word and we're so honored to be able to read it and to learn from it and we just ask that what we learn what our ears hear are according to your will and not our haughtiness not our pride and if it be so lord bring us down you said if you love that you love your children and you'll chasten them just as we should um chasten and love our children lord you do the same to us so we love you and uh we we just pray for everyone that they have a, a good night's rest, that their prayers be met, that their needs be met according to your will, Lord, and that we be able to gather back here again on Sunday night and continue as we do it three times a week, Lord, at least uh, on, on this program, but seven times a week, Lord, is the Lord's day. 
And uh, we just thank you for that, that we have what we have, that we have socks to put on, that we have shoes on our feet, and that we have a roof above our head, and that it not be raining on us tonight, Lord, and that we be warm, and that we get a good night's rest, and that we praise you in your holy name and your precious Son, our King, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Lord willing, folks, we'll pick up, we'll add, I'll add a few more things in from Isaiah probably Sunday night if I don't change my mind between now and then. And then we'll get back to the continuous um, series we're doing in Ezekiel as soon as Brother David gets back. Um, just um, um, before we leave, I'm going to leave you with one verse of Scripture. I want Brother Chad to read the last Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The last okay. verse. First Corinthians. For everyone under the sound of my voice. And the sound of what's being fixed to be read from Brother Chad. The last verse in First Corinthians 15. Verse 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Good night, everyone. God bless each and every one of you. Good night.